broken and beaten, our heroes are scattered. Lost and alone, their hopes are all tattered. Their home has been conquered, but their fight is not done. They must mount a strong defense while still on the run. Their task will be hard, but still they must try. So sit back and observe. The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. It has been about two or three days, Chirp, since you went on a mission with Boris and, oh God, Crowder. Um I'm glad that's the last time I'm going to have to say that. Uh, oh man, no, probably when we do an episode with Boris, I'll have to say it again. <laughs> but uh, it's, I'd say... About eight nine o'clock in the morning. What would Chirp be doing right now? Probably still sleeping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear a knock at your door. Actually, make me a Constitution saving throw. Twenty one. You don't hear a knock at your door. <laughs> Suddenly, there's someone touching your shoulder and trying to wake <laughs> you up. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, you see the smiling face of January. Oh, January. Chirp, um, good morning. I didn't mean to wake you, but I did have to wake you. We have a mission for you. Well, I, I'll i give you a few minutes. Uh, oh, I'm ready. I stand up and my blanket falls off and I'm only in my underwear. Oh, goodness. <laughs> January is actually pretty embarrassed by this and kind of covers his eyes and starts to walk backwards towards the door. Oh, don't be embarrassed, door. January. It's says, oh, no, no, me. it's fine. It's fine. I'll give you a few minutes. Just um, meet me down in uh, uh, interrogation room B. And don't worry, it's oh, a mission wait. briefing. Oh, wait, who's coming with me? Ah, uh, Swifty, I have oh. to go get oh, him I now. have something for him. Well, bring it along. I'll, I'll bring Swifty, okay? I'll see you there. All right. Swifty, what are you doing at like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning? I had recently woken up maybe like 20, 30 minutes ago, and I walk over to the little Douglas Groot tree in the corner, and next to him I have a bag of orphan limbs. Oh, God. Okay. And I pull out like an arm or two, Swifty. and I squeeze them, <laughs> dripping the blood in the orphan blood into Douglas's bowl. So you're... It's like, it's like the morning ritual, the feeding of Douglas. Okay. I secretly take care of Douglas when uh, Swifty's not around. <laughs> I'm shooting for like a I'm blood I'm keeping it alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm washing out the blood. <laughs> Swifty, there's a, a knock at your door. Who is there? Um, it's January. May I enter? You pay me? I we I, Swifty, we've dealt with this. We can we'll continue to pay come, you. Come in, Catman. Okay, okay. Before he comes in, I would like to go and stand behind the door. So when he comes in, he sees an empty room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make me a stealth check. Let's see how good you hide behind the door. I mean, at this point, I'm just hoping for a nat one. 27. Yeah. <laughs> January steps into the room and kind of looks left to right and i would like to pluck a hair from his head uh <laughs> you get a single hair off the back of his head and he's as he turns around i say you should pay more attention Catman. <laughs> everyone can be a bad guy he uh after you pluck his hair he jumps and turns around and hisses involuntarily at you and then says ah swifty um you do want to get paid, correct? Yes. Then you would probably do well not to assault my person. I was not assaulting, I was a teaching. <laughs> not salt, but the pepper. <laughs> uh, he says, okay, well, be that as it may. Um, I've got a job for you, and um, 
Of course, it will always come with a bonus. You don't have to ask me. Anymore. Okay, so ignoring him completely at this point, <laughs> I walk out the door and head towards the meeting room. Okay. <laughs> Close the door! <laughs> Swifty, as you go into the room, do you see a large, long-haired, dark gray cat with a uh, permanent scowl on its face and a large set of goggles on its forehead? A uh, tiny bag is hanging on its back, and it has big, spooky yellow eyes. And it's just sitting in the chair staring at you currently as you enter. Cool goggles! And I walk to the corner. Thank you. It talks? It talks. Are you a relative of the cat man? Like, just the cat parts? Do you, the, the big guy? I am the big guy. The guy with the food? Does he have food? Um, who are you talking about? Jan, January. No, I don't know any... I'm not related to any Januaries. Okay, feeling very, very awkward, I just retreat back to the corner and, like, cross my arms. Okay. And huddle down. Do you have any treats? (laughs) I have orphan faces. Do you eat orphan face? I mean, yes. So I I pull an orphan face out of my pocket and cut it in half and give him half of it. Okay. <laughs> and I start to chew on the other half like jerky. As you're doing this, the uh, the door opens up and uh, Chirp steps in. I see him passing it over and I say, oh, Swifty, that reminds me. <laughs> and I pull out a small carved tree out of a rock. rock. A little rock a ro- tree. Rock. And if you look closely on the um, trunk of the tree, it, there's a little uh, S plus D with a heart around it. And it's an oak tree. Oh, thank you, the bird But it's person. very, very crudely done. <laughs> this is bad work, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Swifty. You can keep that forever. I like to think it's good luck. It's not lucky. Yeah. It's no, not. it's not lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, eat my half my... Or, well, eat the half orphan face, definitely. Okay. Just chomp uh, it down. As uh, <laughs> January. I'm getting the used room. to this sort of thing, so. I'm <laughs> uh, not that surprised. As January enters the room behind Chirp, uh, he takes kind of a, a position up front in front of the three chairs. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you sit down? No. They don't have any of my size chairs. <laughs> <laughs> These are the little, like table chairs. No, I would say January uh, is thoughtful enough that he would have found a chair big enough for you to bring in there. Oh, then yes, I sit down and get very comfortable. January, he uh, pulls down like the curtain shade in front of the window to the interrogation room, and on the back he's taped a map. The map appears to be of five large chambers connected at opposite ends going back and forth until they end in a smaller chamber that are all about equal size. According to the uh, distance guide that January is sketched in the corner, they seem to be about 60 feet wide and 120 feet long. January points to the first large chamber and he says, so um, here's what I'm going to need the three of you to do. The only way that this is going to work is if the three of you maintain complete stealth the entire way. These chambers are filled with hobgoblins, goblins, and bugbears. They've all congregated here due to our efforts to expand into the catacombs and the church's efforts to stop us. They've all kind of been funneled into this this area. The problem with this is that there is a weapon of great power at the other end of all of that. They they don't even know that it's there, from what we can tell. So we're going to need you three to sneak through these chambers and uh, retrieve this item for us. Well, I can't carry it. Oh, that's fine. Um, that's part of why I'm sending these other two with you. That's uh, I, I would have sent you on your way um, whiskers. Oh, yes. Silly me. Uh, Chirp. Swifty, have you met Whiskers? Hello. He's much cooler guy than you. (laughs) Oh, hello. (laughs) Whiskers? Whiskers? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm Whiskers. Are you an elephant? I'm an elephant. Where are you from? Oh, um, north of here? Oh, (laughs) me too. Oh, yeah? Maybe we're cousins. (laughs) Mm, Seems unlikely. Oh, you think so? 
Do you are you related to many cats? <laughs> yes, I assume. <laughs> uh, do I have to work with this one? No. Oh, I'm really good at this. You trust me. Okay. January says, "Um, yes, Trip is one of our best operative operative best. operatives. Best. Can't say the word right now. The best operatives we you have. Said best." Be that as it may, what we do have uh, straight from Gerald down in the workshop is a return stone. So what this will do is once you get in there and you get a possession of the weapon, you can activate this and it will bring you directly back to this spot. And he takes the stone out of a pouch and kind of twists it a little bit and it comes apart. It's a six inch round orb when he starts with it, jet black obsidian, and twists it a little bit. You have more than one of those. Yes and no, and he pulls it apart. He says, this is the one that anchors where you'll return to, and he sets it down on the ground. And as soon as he does, you see uh, purple runes kind of spread out from around it and disappear pretty quickly. And then the other one he hands to Chirp. And he says, oh, no, don't worry about it. All you need to do is when you're ready to return, you put this down on the ground. All of you put your hands on it and paw on it. And then I look at him like he's an idiot. And I say, this requires us all to be in one place like sitting of the ducks. Well, as soon as you have the object in your hands. Ducks are delicious. I agree. the, The chamber that the object is currently located in has been locked off from the goblins and bugbears and hobgoblins because they're not very good at picking locks. And apparently they, you are very good at making stones at the plants. door, but it, it just won't We open. do it this time this way, but I talked to Gerald. <laughs> I thought he better than this. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but anyways, you, you put this down on the ground like I just did with that one. You all put your hands on it and just say, return. And one of, just one of you has to say it. Not at the same time. Don't worry about that. But Return. You'll, respo- return. you'll return, return instantaneously back to the spot. It is a one-time use kind of thing, though. I was seriously thinking about walking up and going, touching him. Like, return. <laughs> That's exactly why he's handing it to, uh, to Chirp. Oh, I'm nervous about this, but I put it in my pouch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Better get this over with. <laughs> So there'll be a couple of guards that we've posted down near the entrance for when the goblins come out and try to uh, invade. So don't kill them, Swifty. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> they keep the goblins from getting into the protection. And they won't kill us, will they? No, no, they've been given instructions to let they you pass. They know better. As yes. long as I see no tentacles, I will not eat them. <laughs> hey, hey, did anyone find the dragon? Maybe they won't see us at all. <laughs> I once fought a dragon down there, man. No, nobody's seen the dragon in um, almost a year. Uh, anyways, I'm going to need you guys to go now, though, rather than waiting. So go ahead and get out of here. I, I get the treats if I do this, right? Oh, of course. You you will be rewarded handsomely. Mm, okay. They, they have plenty of crackers. I want the... I want the salmon ones. <laughs> I want my bonus, but since you're doing snacks, I want food too. <laughs> he says, I'll tell you what, I will prepare, personally prepare a feast that will rival any of the best you've ever had in your life. Okay, I want dwarf legs in goat sauce. <laughs> dwarf legs? That sounds delicious, actually. I'll have that. Uh, um, okay, well, uh, like I said, <laughs> anything you want. But no cheese, remember? My tummy still can't take it. <laughs> okay, guys, let's go. As you guys make your way down to the entrance of this uh, series of vaults, you see two djinn standing at the end of this hallway right before what looks like a section that has fallen into the hallway and... There's a couple of doors right next to that. The the one on the left says, "Okay, uh, uh, lizard folk, uh, Luxadon, and a cat. Yeah, sounds about right. You three are the ones that are going into the the goblin vaults." I tell you, man, if I could figure out if you had a face or not. <laughs> well, I am just an amorphous ball of energy, so um, I understand your confusion. Goddamn lazies. <laughs> and I walk by. So, oh, oh, okay. Well, um, 
Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> uh, actually, wait. I want to I want to stay here. Oh. 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 Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I'll go. I'll go. Oh. Okay, right, now, well, Whiskers, I trust that you know what you're going to be, you know, you can hold your own in here, right? Oh, yeah, no, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go outside. I'll go outside. <laughs> it's all going to be okay. I mean, I've already died once before, so we'll just bring you back like they did with me. You do I'm... have a little doll with, like, a gem for if you die, you know, like, or, like, one of those gems. I'm not going to die. I'm... I'm just nobody, saying, it's nobody, good to have. Nobody attacks a cat, you know. You would make good socks, I'll just... Oh. See, I liked you up until now. <laughs> I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying, if you happen to die, I will immortalize you on my feet. Uh, please don't. <laughs> I, I will do my best to keep him from doing that. I'm sorry for okay. Swifty's behavior. He does this sometimes. Mostly, I just kill people. <laughs> many, many people. Oh, I like to I think those people them. deserve it, but sometimes I'm not so sure. Uh, the guard says, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go ahead and we're, we're having open this, this whole door. conversation in front of the guard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gotta make sure we're ready before we walk through this door." He says, "Oh, well, actually, uh, we've cleared out a bit of an area." On the inside of the door, um, it helps for maintaining, you know, the numbers that are trying to get out this way. There are a couple other doors in the other vaults that lead into the catacombs. Some of them may go around, but we haven't been able to scout them out. How well lit is this past the door? Is it straight catacomb darkness or like... You're... Oh, no, it's it's pretty well lit in there. They've set up some, some camps. There's actually what seems to be like three, maybe four different factions in there that might be fighting with each other it's it's helped us because they they get preoccupied with fighting each other and, and forget about the door over here uh what color is the walls in there is it the same as the walls out here uh um uh uh i don't really it it's stone um it's kind of dark like, like i can black. see it is it the wall next to me uh, yeah pretty much okay I mean, so i just make my cloak that color Oh, my that's cool. cloak. Wow, that's and cool. And I put my hood on. Whoa. And I turn around and I disappear. Whoa, you're gone. Where'd you go? <laughs> Did you guys know she was going to do that? There was. She didn't even warn me. What happened? Chirp is chuckling. Maybe, maybe she is good at this job. You paid to guard the door, not ask questions. <laughs> Says, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and... Now I shuffle along sideways towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> It's very obvious, I assume. I changed my mind. <laughs> no, I like that. Like every time you move a little bit, it ju it just kind of shifts a little bit. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're still blending in. It's just <laughs> the illusion is broken for like half a second at a time. <laughs> so uh, as they open up the doors, you can see that they've set up basically a box on the inside that is about 10 feet by 20 feet. And at the end of it are row after row of pikes that they've got kind of pointed at the front of the room. And there's a corridor down the middle that you can walk down to get to the door at the end. The door at the end seems to be a heavy steel door with a, a big padlock on it. And the guards, as they let you in, follow, or one of them runs ahead and goes and unlocks the padlock and says, Okay, well, it, if you guys are going to go through, you might want to conceal yourselves before you go out there as best you can. And then, well, good luck, I guess. Try not to rile them up, because even if they do start really fighting with each other, if, if they find you, they're going to tear you up if they're in a bloodlust. Mm, no. There's a lot of them in there. They won't even see me here. Oh, I It'll didn't be, see you there. I'll be silent as a mouse. <laughs> is there is there anything we should know about? Is there, like, side passages or ledges up, uh, up above? Or what, um, you, what you know, guard? Oh, I mean, they've they've built some scaffolding, you know, crude scaffolding, mostly made out of bones of other goblins and hobgoblins uh, and various sinews uh, that are ringing some of their areas. Mostly, they've just built their own kind of crude settlements in these vaults. There are kind of 
alleyways in between their little hovels. I mean, we haven't mapped it out. We don't go past the box. Yeah, you, you're not much use. Go back and guard your door. Uh, okay. And he says, well, I'm going to lock this behind you because you guys aren't coming back this way. Oh, well, if that's I fine. want to, I will. I'll just <laughs> unlock it if I need to. Oh, I will melt okay. it down. <laughs> you should install like a small door in the big door so that I could enter when I want to. <laughs> we are very arrogant teams. <laughs> uh, the, God, the, uh, the guard says, well, that would be impractical because then the smallest goblins could get in whenever they wanted. Although I guess but we you could, could put you like could a... fight the small goblins. <laughs> Even it'd be something to do other than just standing there. Do away with some goblins in the meantime. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> well, um, we'll take that into consideration. And... I would never fit through that door. <laughs> he uh, he opens up the padlock, <laughs> takes it off, and opens up the steel door and says, "Okay, be quick though. We don't we don't want to have to kill any right now." I uh, jump up and ride on Chirp's shoulder. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes, I run through. As I walk <laughs> past the guard, I want to try to steal the padlock. Uh, okay, uh, Swifty, go ahead and make me a sleight of hand check with disadvantage. Oh, he oh, does not that's do probably fourteen. Yeah, no, he feels you trying to palm the big ass padlock off of him, and he just smacks your hand and says, "No, I have to lock this." <laughs> Good guard. <laughs> yeah. You have passed the test. And he kind of just shoves you <laughs> through the door behind Chirp uh, and and Whiskers and clo- slams the door behind you and locks it. Um, they getting uppity, Chirp. <laughs> <laughs> now you see that you're in the first of these five vaults. The way we're going to do this is I'm going to have you guys basically make a cumulative stealth check every now and then. And then... That will decide how well you guys are sneaking through here, and then I'll just give you, you know, little scenes to kind of see if you want to do anything in them. How dark would you say it's in here? Oh yeah, you have reliable talent. That would have been a twenty-four. Well, it would have been a twenty-two, but yeah. I forgot about reliable talent curses. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So you you pulled the padlock off of him, but when the door slammed behind you, you heard him like, "Hey, wait a minute." Where did, well, that's okay. We have a spare, and you hear a little box open and come over and <laughs> <laughs> lock so the door. So now you just have a big ass padlock. <laughs> it could be useful. <laughs> Chirp looks Put it back in my and bag. says, "Swifty, drop it." <laughs> I'm going to put it like right outside the door with a note that said the guard did this. <laughs> you, you forgot your padlock. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, so like you, bad uh, guard. Directly in front of you, uh, you see that there are some crudely built walls that are spanning pretty much the entire first vault, and there's an opening in between. The walls are only about six to seven feet tall, so Chirp, you could almost even see over them if you wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. Well, hold up. <laughs> yeah, uh, our elephant can dumbo, just so you know. <laughs> Perfect. But the uh, noise, as soon as you walk out from the uh, the box that you were just in, is just very unpleasant as you come into this room. It is the sound of hundreds, if not thousands, of goblins and hobgoblins and bugbears all just yelling at each other and talking and living their daily lives. <laughs> do, uh, do any of you want to go up and like take a peek in here? And You might not want to just how like fly over. No, I was just going to peek. <laughs> I just wanted to see. It is, I would say, I mean, dim light. Pretty much the yes. Whole way okay, through. that's all. That's all I needed to know. Thank okay. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> okay. I. I turn invisible. All right. Hell yeah. And I stay invisible as long as it's dim light. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just gonna have my cloak. Um. I guess I could just be invisible too. Yeah. But I like. I'm a rock. I want to be the rock teller. The wall. I want to. <laughs> I'm gonna mimic the wall. You're gonna be the wall. Be the wall. I'm the wall. Uh, Swifty. Yeah, he's just gonna sneak up to the edge and peer in okay as you take a look in, you see that immediately beyond these walls uh there are beds and little living spaces crude little living spaces there's also a thousand fires 
and uh, the top of the room is just roiling with smoke, but it seems to be getting out somewhere because it's not coming back, settling down. Can we see any way to go up a level? Like, uh, are there caves you can above see us or that below us? In certain areas of this first chamber, there are, sure enough, there's scaffolding that they've built along the walls that kind of go up, and you would assume they probably across. use it to get up there and, like, shoot arrows down at people. So before you guys move in there, I'm going to have you all make a, a stealth check. Okay. And then both Chirp and Whiskers, you're going to be making with advantage since you're I'm glad that wasn't invisible. A I believe I have a 29. <laughs> nice. I'm right. 29 as well. I have 26. A little bit less. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's uh. So the three of you make it through this area and into the next vault, which is almost identical, except for the fact that it seems like there are less goblins in this one and more hobgoblins and bugbears. As the three of you make your way through, uh, how do each of you make your way through? I, I mean, you just said you're going to be the wall. I'm still just shuffling sh along the walls. <laughs> I just crept right through. Like You weaved your way through? Yeah, Did you snuck, stay on the snuck, walls? Snuck through the dark spots. Okay. Kept to the shadows. Okay. And Whiskers, I assume you're invisible. I'm all black. I'm invisible and like walking along the walls at the top. Okay. Like okay. a cat would. I also would have liked, would have accepted that you're invisible and you're a cat. So you're just like proudly walking yeah. through everything checking it out <laughs> that too that too <laughs> that would have worked so for this next one um i'm gonna have you guys roll another stealth check but i'm going to make a different kind of roll. Uh, it's 28 okay 31 oh 24 damn <laughs> this might only take five minutes <laughs> <laughs> no actually as you come through this second room you guys get about halfway through and are you all going on the same side of the room together, or are you, like, splitting up? I don't know where they are. She turned into a Oh, yeah, a wall. they're both invisible. He went invisible. <laughs> I'm going for the loot and no, hoping have... they show up there. You can see us within 10 feet. Oh, blind oh, yeah, sense. Yeah, blind sense, uh, yeah. yeah. Does it smell like food in here anywhere? Oh, it, it smells like food everywhere oh. in here. Oh, um, there are... Do we all need to make constitution? <laughs> well, that, that's actually, yeah, because... Um, Whiskers is very food motivated. A lot of it is stuff that um, is just the nastiest parts of the nastiest kinds of creatures. Yeah, it's uh, goblin food. Like, yeah, there there's several pots that just have, like, gelatinous cube that is being boiled alive, basically, to make uh, safe so yeah, they can okay. eat it. They're roasting up, like, giant larvae and stuff like that. It's nasty goblin food. <laughs> I'm still a cat, though. But it smells <laughs> like cooking food. I don't know. You might be food sensitive, but cats are also snobs. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and especially a level 20 adventuring cat, I think I would probably stick to the fine stuff. He'd have a yeah. finer palate than that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so about halfway through the room. Um, oh, yeah, let's just go this way. Are you guys all going to try and stick to the left of the room or the right of the room? If this room is spread up like the other one where yeah. fires are I'm just pretty much identical way. at this point. Gattered. I mean, it's equal distance to the door from either way. Pretty much, yeah. I'll just go whichever way has least amount of people. Yeah, are any of the fires right on the wall? It's it's pretty randomly sorted, but there are some that come pretty close to the wall. But the ones that do, they've kind of built chimneys up the back of them to kind of keep it the smoke going up and out. And you could probably climb over them, get around them. But as you get about halfway through, directly in the center of the room, there is a small skirmish that starts and starts to spread out from there. The three of you barely make it out the other side before the goblins and hobgoblins and bugbears around you start joining in the fight. Somebody gets pushed into looking the wall around right behind and, one of us or something. Yeah, yeah. so this fight is like breaking out around you as you So get we're still halfway through room. or we're on the other side? Yeah, you've gotten over to the other side. We made it. How are the rooms connected? Like, is it a hallway in between or is it just an arch? Uh, with the first two, it's it was at the end of the room. It just kind of hooked around into another side. Uh, at the end of this room, though, it's a doorway that is directly at the other end in the middle of the, the far wall uh, that leads to a hallway that loops to the other one. So you're now in this hallway. Can I get far enough away from the raging battle Yeah. and not yet near to the other whoever's in this room and acid the ceiling in a stealth-like manner to 
Cut that doorway off. Cut the roof. Yeah. Not a bad idea because you're not coming back through yeah. here. Yeah. Good idea. Like, Go I ahead. just want to block off as many as we've already passed, so it's not going to hit us later. Deck save. Deck save for me. Dexterity, nine, so or 19. It's an archway. So, yeah, 19 definitely hits. We'll go with that. I'll just say you don't miss. Like yeah. You get a good chunk at the We top. get 11 damage. Enough rubble comes down from this that it blocks off the entire doorway, and you actually hear as it does a couple of goblins kind of yell out and realize that the door has just been blocked off, and now they're scrambling against the, the rubble, but they don't seem to be making any headway. I would then like to do, like, a, an investigation, I think. Okay. To see if anyone in this room ahead of us well, the way this works, uh, the hallway, as you look down the hallway, you can see that it kind of goes down and curves and hooks pretty hard to the right. But we can't see any actual bad guys in this hallway? Nope. Okay. I'll scout it out. All right. And I sneak up. Welcome, loyal listener, to Inside the Player's Studio with your host and Dungeon Master, Andrew. Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. I am here today with Andreas Jorgensen, who plays Dr. Martin Bankston on Omen Investigations. Oh, so close. I tried. (laughs) Uh, Andreas, how are you doing today? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've had some good D&D times, so. Yeah, oh man, it was fun having you on. Uh, Like I said, when you sent me your character sheet, it was the most fun character sheet, most entertaining character sheet I have ever read. Uh, (laughs) The idea of just playing a cat at level 20 that is a monk was humorous to me because i realized you can just bat something to death <laughs> so it turns out i i spent a lot of time thinking about using the cat as a as a a, a race and it turns out monk is like really the only class that works because <laughs> you when you, you don't, don't have, have hands thumbs. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i mean you could make some sort of weird uh like cat that's been cursed to have human hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that goes better for some sort of cosmic horror game though <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh all right so i got a few questions to ask you here and then um sure. we'll let everybody get back into the episode uh so what got you into tabletop gaming and or what got you into podcasting tabletop gaming <laughs> I mean, honestly, I have been doing uh, playing D and D five E since 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 it came out. Uh, nice. I, I, it's just something I've always been wanting to do anyway. Nice. Uh, and so, as soon as uh, Spot and a friend's uh, game opened up, I jumped at the chance, and we played Heart of the Dragon Queen. And oh, nice! Uh, we had a great time. Nice. Uh, then that moved into podcasting about a year ago now with. Uh, our DM Sean over at Omencast. Uh, so, so first, uh, what were you guys like inspired by in making the the podcast? Like, what what was the inciting action? I guess you'd say. <laughs> you know, I wish I knew, but like, uh, Sean is the uh, like he he keeps to see he plays his cards close to his chest. Okay. Let's say that. Okay. Like, uh, there's there's this super deep lore about all the stuff in Omen. That That's we awesome. only find out about, like if he tweets about it, or if he if he reveals like a tiny little beat in, piece in in the. Uh in the podcast yeah that's so like everything's secret that's definitely <laughs> something that i've enjoyed i've listened to a, a bit of omen cast and uh i like the world building like it's just it's so interesting to me that that comes through in the episodes that there's stuff that you're not you don't know about but is out there and i feel like that yeah. makes a world feel more real than somebody just telling you you know through exposition dumps what the absolutely world is. so um this uh, next question is our, our fun question for the season. Uh, if you were a ranger, and it's also a question that 
I guess the way I worded it was not great, but uh, everybody's kind of <laughs> misunderstood what I meant by this question. Uh, so if you were a ranger in real life, what monster, so rather than like D&D monster, but what like horrible thing that you have to deal with generally oh, on a, a regular basis would you like? I, I uh, have a perfect answer for this, yeah. A boost against <laughs> Uh, my, my favorite, my favorite enemy, uh, yeah. would be people who stand, who cut lines. I oh. hate them. I hate that so much. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that just happened to be the other day. I hate that. Especially when you're waiting for like a, a self checkout or something and somebody just yes. goes oh. right in front of you. Like I, I'm entitled to do this now. <laughs> exactly. Oh. It's just, and I mean, I live in Sweden where everyone's too, uh, everyone wants to keep to themselves and nobody yeah. said anything either. Yeah. So yeah, no, that I think, uh, God, I'm going to sound like an old person, I guess, but, uh, like now that we're in the age of social media and people not really interacting in everyday life with each other as much, uh, yeah. we've gotten more, you know, where we're less likely to speak up about small slights like that small little things that the yeah the rude things that people do that nobody says anything about yeah yeah that's that's entirely possible yeah that's good yeah i wish i had a boost to that as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh what kind of animal companion would you have uh i think i would have a now i completely lost the name of them uh it's a large rodent it's the biggest rodent a capybara Yes, yes. Are, because it would. I would have it follow me everywhere, and it would constantly remind me to stay chill. We do a Monday night stream, uh, Hecate Halls. It's about a, a magical academia, so all of our players yeah. are uh, professors at a magic college, and mm -hmm. the college's mascot is Cappy the Capybara. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. It's, I love Capybara. It's it's one of my fa yeah, it's one of my favorite animals. They're they're everybody's friend. I love seeing the pictures where it like shows them with all these different animals and they're just chilling and peaceful. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's what I want. An animal that reminds me that everyone can be friends. Yeah, hell yeah. You just chill. <laughs> that and they're just the coolest looking giant rodents. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what other TTRPG or just general podcast, uh, audio drama, anything, uh, do you think more people should be listening to? Uh, I could bring some attention to a, a tiny podcast called Dazzle Dudes. Oh, okay. uh, this is a, this is a weird one, but it's, it's, it's like an audio drama or audio comedy, I okay. guess, uh, by a, uh, a musician from Atlanta. Oh, okay about four uh dudes starting or, or who, who run a tiny little band in rural or like you know and, and they're like journey through success quote unquote okay okay <laughs> uh and all the characters in the show are played by by one guy <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, and he that... manages to distinguish them all pretty well. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I've dreamed of doing something like that. So that I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah. So, be some good Check inspiration. <laughs> I actually I just found a, a game that is a uh, one player RPG and you basically write it out as a diary. Um, yeah, I was going to say, isn't that just writing a book? Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess with prompts and like a structure, a certain kind of structure and everything. Right. Um, right, right. But I, I, I was reading through it and I was like, this would make a good one man podcast of like mm. doing the whole game to a certain point and then starting to record, like reading back through it and playing it out by yourself. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. And um, I'm trying to remember... Uh, so this is me telling future my future self to edit in, um, or not edit in, but uh, include links to the podcast that get suggested uh, in the description. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you on social media? Are there any projects you want to promote? Anything like that? This is the time to tell everybody where to find you and what you do. Yeah, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, I'm at hideous underscore. So that's super great for podcast pronunciation purposes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can check out my work at uh, I do the like the podcast we mentioned earlier, Omen Investigations. Yeah. Uh, that's Omen Omen Investigations dot Podbean dot com. 
and if you want to see uh, some of what I do in my day job, uh, Doctor Who The Edge of Time comes out soon. Ooh. Maybe even maybe it already has. So if you have a VR headset, you should go play that. Oh, you were oh nice. You were involved in that. That I uh, was actually just looking at that the other day. That looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I did some 3D art on that. So please go play it if you have a VR headset. Not a space I thought I was ever going to see a Doctor Who property in the V like in the VR space. So I think really I think cool. it's going to be a perfect fit. So yeah. Awesome. All right. So uh thank you for joining us. Thank you for dealing with our frenetic crazy energy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh till next time everybody. Bye. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Greetings, interstellar travelers from Point Zero Star, a sci-fi RPG adventure with five humble Canadians as your hosts. Follow the crew of the Mary Shelley, Vinyl Flyway, Kays, Nix Nedra, and the daring captain, Rust Duckers. They're just trying to earn some thread and stay under the radar, but things haven't worked out that way so far. Look for Point Zero Star on iTunes or wherever you receive podcast transmissions. Podcasting is uh, becoming pretty ubiquitous, and there are a lot of services out there that offer podcast hosting, which is probably the most important part of podcasting, because if you don't have your podcast uh, hosted somewhere, nobody's ever going to hear it. <laughs> and we went through a few different podcasting hosts at the beginning of our show, and wow, we had pretty good experiences with all of them. We found that Shortwave is the best fit for our show. Shortwave is a podcast hosting, syndication, analytics, and dynamic content stitching platform built on the belief that professional-level podcasting tools should be available to everyone not just professionals. And as we are sponsored by Shortwave, uh, you can go ahead and go over to their website, www.goshortwave.com, to start your free 14-day trial of hosting on Shortwave, which includes show and episode-level listener analytics, embeddable episode players, unlimited upload and download bandwidth, and two free hours of dynamic content stitching that helps you build your episodes from multiple clips, all in your browser. Again, you can go to www.goshortwave.com for a free 14-day trial of everything that Shortwave has to offer. Shortwave, the platform for adaptive podcasting. Welcome to Queer Dungeoneers. This is an unbearable experience. If someone was listening to this, they would say, this is pure silliness. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a really big cow. Moo. It is Baramos of the Fourth Circle. Free me from this orb! Do you have Baramos in your bag? No. You can tell me if you've got Baramos in your bag. No, I've got rations. You've got Baramos in your bag! No, I don't. Nim, what have you done? Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast about being who you are by being someone different. Get it now! I am great and nothing can hurt me. Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. I'm here to tell you about a new sponsor that we have, LibrisArcana.com. They are a dice service that does monthly subscription boxes with dice in them. Every month you subscribe to them and you get a new set of dice. Their dice are amazingly designed and some of the prettiest dice we've seen. We are very lucky to secure a sponsorship with them. So what they'll be doing for us is if you go on Libris Arcana and subscribe to their monthly dice service, uh, you can get 20% off your first month subscription by using the code BEHOLDER at checkout. Once again, get on there, get your first month subscription, and you'll get 20% off with the code BEHOLDER. Put it in at checkout and you'll be good to go. Astral projection spell work? Oh God! Um, <laughs> let me look it up. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send yourself in there. I could. I w I'm wondering if I could send a, a, an, a another version of me in there.
And then if they murder me, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, astral projection. You have up to eight willing creatures within range. Project your astral bodies into the astral blade. Holy crap. Uh, this one's actually this one's actually special uh, uh, because it's the monk one. I can only do myself. Oh, okay. That's fine. Well, basically, it's just you have an astral body that you can use to walk around. It can move freely through the astral plane and can uh, pass through portals there leading to any other plane. Um, so basically, you walk around in the astral plane, you know, so you're you can't be seen because you're on the astral plane. Ghost mode. Oh, right, right. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. In that case, yeah, I'm gonna go spy on the next room from the astral plane. You see what looks to be a different faction of goblins, hobgoblins, and bugbears than the last couple of rooms. The last couple of rooms seem like they didn't really. Before you have get through all that, I want to add something. Yeah. Did you tell us your plan? Uh, I would like to. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because if you didn't, like, we, uh, Swifty was gonna think you died, and he was just gonna like pick up the cat body, throw it in a bag. <laughs> like, well. <laughs> Save that for later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got some socks to make. So we know what's going on is all I'm asking. But yeah, yeah so you, you see that they've set up what seems to be more organized areas to live in. And you'll see that uh, most of the stuff in this room is built right up against the wall to leave a lot more area in the middle. You'll have a bit harder of a time going on the outside of this room and might be able to get through the middle better. Uh, you'll just kind of have to sneak from place to place to get through. I'd say this astral projection also lasts a bit. So I'd say you'd be able to go through and scout out, you know, the next couple of rooms and right. see that in the next room, uh, most of the goblins are gone out of this group. There's only like a couple of small contingencies, uh, but the bugbears now seem to be taking up most of the room. And you would hazard to guess that in this last room, it's just going to be all bugbears. Right. Okay. It's, it's, it's a video game level. Yeah. Pretty much. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> That's Perfect. how my brain okay. works. <laughs> I, I I snap back to my body uh, and hope I'm not waking up to some embarrassing situation. <laughs> While he was astral projecting, yeah. I would like to use my disguise kit okay. and make myself look as much like a bugbear as I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Can I help him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. uh, so. roll with advantage on your disguise. Ha! <laughs> 32. <laughs> That's the nat 20, by the way. Nat 20, yeah. <laughs> okay, like okay. So <laughs> when you come back to your body, uh, Swifty has somehow been replaced by a bugbear. I I do the, like, arching, hair-racing cat thing and, <laughs> and scream, but, like, you know, in a man's voice. <laughs> I, I pull out like, another ah! orphan face and toss it to him. It's cool, little cat. I am good at this. <laughs> Yeah, the voice that comes out of this bugbear is still Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Chirp, are you going to go in with your cloak, like, trying to hide on I'm going to try to make my cloak look like a very large goblin. I'm going to look like a very large <laughs> goblin. You're not going to go with bugbear? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a big-ass bugbear with my goblin homie and our wandering. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ride on our bugbear's shoulder, actually. I'm just going to be this bugbear's pet. No and one's going to fuck with the bugbear. That's a good point. That's a good point. I like this. Yeah. I like this very much. <laughs> Especially this six-foot-tall goblin. That's like, I would imagine you'd also hunch over so you don't appear as big. But still yeah, I'm all like, goblin. Like, do you, do you Do you people speak goblin? No. <laughs> Damn, if I was still a bird, I could mimic people. <laughs> yeah. I, I can I can be your translator. Here's how we're going to resolve this. I'd say that this disguise gets you guys through the first chamber pretty easily. But once you get into the chamber that is mostly bugbears with a little bit of hobgoblins and goblins, you get through the hobgoblins and goblins with no problem. But now that you're entering into the bugbear territory, I'm going to need, Swifty, I'm going to need you to make an intimidation roll. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> Ten. Ooh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I have zero intimidation. Um, oh, no. Chirp, will you make me a deception check? 23. So they don't really question this giant goblin. They figure that uh, any <laughs> goblin that's gotten this big has lived long enough to... I'm trying to look <laughs> tough, too. <laughs> Perfect. Swifty, you thought you were looking mean enough that nobody would mess with you, but these really nasty looking boys uh, step up to you and say, where do you think you're going? I translate. <laughs> how, are they standing? How far apart are they standing? Uh, about three feet apart. Uh, they want to know where you're going. So uh, I, I, I'm full bugbear, but I have my goggles yeah. and my face mask and my <laughs> headphones on. 
So I reach up and I, I twist it to fire. I like to think that you use those to help your head look more like a bugbear's head. <laughs> I twist it to fire and I just flame the shit out of him. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay. It's a deck save. Oh, I was going to do something, but <laughs> I'll just fire them. 14. Um, yeah, neither of these bugbears are able to get out of the way fast enough. How much damage does Oof. that do now? 3d6. Well, you got to roll it. Six. Total? Yeah. There's some weak rolls. One, two, and Plus three. Plus your breath weapon? Oh. Oh, my breath muzzle. Go ahead and roll your sneak attack damage as well, because they're within five feet of you and your ally. Okay, that's 8d6. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's 35. So that's uh, 41 total. These two bugbears just burst into flames and kind of go run, running, screaming into the crowd. I use my opportunist feature to take my reaction and swipe at one of them. I think glory. Okay, as they run Too by. good measure. Yes. <laughs> I would uh, like. Roll a, uh, an attack roll. Yes, that's, that's a nine plus five, so I can't math. 14? Yes. That hits. Okay, and that's, oh my god, I've never used the physical dice, I don't know which one is which sometimes. <laughs> I have to count the sides. This is a d10, this is a d10, okay. Uh, so that's a 7 plus 5, so 12. Yeah, you swipe at the bugbear nearest as it, as it runs past on fire, and as you do, a good chunk of its shoulder comes off on your paw. <laughs> it is, is burning for like a second, but you're able to, you know, do that shake and flip it Perfect. off. <laughs> Perfect. So before like anybody starts doing anything, I want to turn around and uh, I want to motion towards Whiskers. So uh, will you speak for me, Whiskers? Yes. All right. Uh, tell them, uh, I want to use deception. Tell them that these guards made a grave mistake and they better not mess with my bugbear friend here because... He will destroy all of you. Uh, make me deception. Um, 27. Yeah. <laughs> I tell the guards, she's going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's like... He, oh, yeah. Oh, he, uh, oh, he's, he's, he's going to fuck you up. And yeah. also, that guy, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bugbears nearest to you guys uh, kind of back up a little bit and... Uh, Kind of put their hands up and they're like, Whoa, we don't want any trouble. Don't worry about it. So Those I, guys were assholes anyways. I turn my breath muzzle back to open so it just does my acid. Yeah. And I spit contemptuously at their feet and look at my cat on my shoulder thinking like, even my cat can whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then use my disengage to just like step back into the hallway leading out. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you guys. Uh... And I say, peace out, motherfuckers. <laughs> your cat is the only one that talks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as you guys get through into this next hallway, you see this one has been well lit. Uh, there are torches that go down the hallway and as you make your way around the other curve you see that the door at the other end is wide open and you can see a little bit into the room that this next room is just all bugbears again whiskers from your astral projection you remember that at the far end of the room there was a door that looked to be locked but it also had a couple of bugbear guards standing outside why don't you guys go ahead and make me a stealth check again well i rolled a three but it's plus 11 so okay 14 i have 19 19 30 <laughs> <laughs> and I still look like a bugbear. Yeah, so I guess Swifty's got whiskers on his shoulder, and he leads Chirp through this room relatively unscathed. There's a couple of bugbears here and there that kind of give you a stink eye, and one that goes to stand up, uh, but then thinks twice of it and sits back down. But you guys get to these two guards at the end of the room. Pretty much all the rest of the bugbears have given them a wide berth. These two guards are even giving the door a bit of space. And you see on either side of the door, kind of pushed up against the wall, are skeletons of bugbears that look like they died in that corner. What do you do? Are we in plain view of the guards? Uh, yes. Yeah, they can see you coming for 15 to 20 feet. Unless you want to now like try to hide and sneak up on them. If we attack these guards, will it bring the rest of the people into the room to bear. We already told them to stay there. I have an idea. Depends on how much of a, a ruckus you make. What's your idea, Andreas? What if we talk to them? <laughs> I'm going to let Carrie do the talking with Andreas Whiskers doing the translating. Okay. But like leading this group up, I would like to walk up to him with Whiskers on my shoulder and like reach through my pouch of faces 
till I find a bugbear face. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. And pull it out and just start chewing on a piece and, like, maybe hand a strap to Whiskers. <laughs> uh, uh, make me another intimidation check. Perfect. This isn't intimidation necessarily. It's just snacking on the go. I would say that's pretty intimidating, but... Uh, that's a 10. Doesn't really bother them that much. They both look like they're pretty hardened dudes. Mm -hmm. They say... Hey, you guys, it's it's not very safe over here. This door's killed like six or seven of our brothers. You don't want to come over here and touch this door. It, 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 it'll kill you pretty good. It, it, it'll shock you something fierce. I point at the goblin-looking bird person. Yeah. And then I point at the cat on my shoulder. Like, between these the two things, I can do this. Like, um, magical. I have a magical cat and a goblin. Are this you, is the are answer. You, are you mute, brother? You can't You can't talk for yourself? I point at the cat I again. I speak for him. Whoa, whoa, a talking cat. Whoa, cool. Oh, wow. I've never met a talking cat before. This is Shut awesome. Shut up, oh, peon. Sorry. sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, so We uh, shall enter. Oh, well, I mean, uh, we're really not supposed to let anybody try to do that. There's some sort of magic on this door. And it, like I said before, it shocks you some fears. I relay this to... Uh... The other two. Ask them what people have tried to get this door open. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, you relay that. Uh, he says, um, oh, well, uh, you, you see that skeleton there and that skeleton there and that one there and, and that one there. And he points out like six skeletons sitting around this door. And he says, uh, they, they all tried to open it. How? Hitting it with a club. Uh grabbing the lock real hard and trying to twist it off. Just about any attempt to break the lock on the outside of this door or, or open the door by forces led what? to death. Is, is this just like a, a metal door set into the stone? It looks like a jail door, and you can actually see inside there's just a pedestal. It's about 10 feet by 10 feet, and sitting on the pedestal is a uh, what appears to be a short sword. I would like to go to the side of the door yeah. and just start hawking acid loogies into my hand and painting <laughs> on the wall next to it. Uh, make me a dex, uh, actually make me a uh, constitution saving throw. Six. Okay. Two, four, six, seven. That's, that should be enough. So that is 12, 17, uh, 21, 22. That is 44 points of damage. Uh, as you're trying to put acid to on this- To the wall or to me? To you. Yeah. Uh, as you get of. within like, three, four inches of this, it starts to crackle a bit and lightning shoots off of it and runs through your body. It hurts real good. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> third of my life right there. <laughs> so yeah, Swifty is like electrocuted and thrown back about five feet uh, back to where the guards are standing and they're like, I, I mean, we tried to tell you, man. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do here. Uh, you guys are, I, I, we don't want anybody committing suicide. We were put here for your protection. Can you reach into my bag? I've left something there. And um, tell the, the, the bugbear. I guess so. He pops it open and goes to stick his hand into it. And there's a 50% chance he gets pulled inside. Oh, okay. Uh, do you roll for that? Oh, I do have a coin, actually. It's oh, perfect. there you go. Perfect. All right. Uh, uh, heads. Let's see. I'll call heads. Uh, that's a tails. Oh, he, he gets sucked it. right directly into oh. the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing so he has, he gets to make a DC 15 uh, strength check to try to escape if he wants to. Uh, but if he starts that's to turn that inside one. there. <laughs> okay. He's gone now. He's dead. Seeing that happen, I'd like to make a move on the other one. The other guy is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pull my four poison dagger and push the fast button. Wait, fast I need poison. to ask him a question. Ask like, him. Like I have the dagger here and I stop. <laughs> yeah, whiskers, whiskers, ask him if anyone has tried to unlock the door. Has anyone tried to unlock the door? <laughs> I don't know why I waited for you to translate. <laughs> uh, he says, it's fun. Um, well, th there was this one time uh, they brought in a hobgoblin who said he was really smart and he got some lockpicks out and he put the lockpicks in the lock and then he got shocked. Lockpick yes, in the lock. You gonna died. get shocked. All right. You can kill him now, Swifty. Wait, what? Bef before before I do this, <laughs> I, don't, I would I like, don't relay that part. <laughs> I would like to look at Whiskers and say, ask him if his name is Spot. Is, is, what? Okay. Is his name, is your name Spot? 
Spot? No, my name's Earl. And then I stab him. <laughs> His name was Earl. <laughs> hard to pronounce in common. And then I would like to look at Whiskers and Bird Person and in a very low whisper so we don't alert anybody. I say, was there supposed to be a key? January said nothing about this shit shocks, man. It hurts. <laughs> he didn't know. It better be a big oh, ass bonus. Can I toss him a potion? Yeah, I toss Swiftity a potion. A healing. Do I have to roll potion. for that? Is that just a full heal? Uh it's forty-four plus four. How dark is it in here and in there? Uh where you are at, there's just kind of like a small fire on the ground to give light for just these guards. Right. So if you were to put that fire out, it would be mostly dark in this corner. Right. Could someone put the fire out? I need to do a thing. Okay, so I'll go to put the fire out. Okay. Oh, I can put the fire out. Or Carrie can. Is there I... any water nearby? Yeah, oh, conveniently, yeah. there's a bucket nice. right there yeah, for putting right. the fire out. I suck up some water with my truck and I spit it on the fire. Uh, yeah, you put the fire out. So yeah, it's, Which it's kind darkness. of breaks my illusion. I'd like to look at the bars with my hands, like measuring the distance. <laughs> Trying to see if and you can reach through. Now I'm a goblin with a like, trunk. Oh. <laughs> as as you're doing that, you, you look at to one side and then you look back at me and I'm gone and I'm on the other side. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I knew this would work. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I, I used shadow step. Oh, nice. Okay, so but this... then I remember I don't have hands and I can't open the door. This, uh, this pedestal is about four feet off the ground. Um, it's big enough that it has the stand that the sword is on, and it's big enough that you could jump up onto it and be not super comfortable, but be able to stand on the, the pedestal with the sword. Right. I. So my big problem is, again, big lack of hands. I can't really pull any swords or... Yeah. <laughs> is there a, a, like a convenient way to disarm the trap from the side? <laughs> uh, make me an investigation check <laughs> yeah okay if he can't uh, could you use your deception to fool all the other goblins just be like hey look a cat got in there <laughs> they're mostly bugbears they're all bugbears uh, in this room I rolled uh, a nat 20 plus 1 oh shit <laughs> <laughs> you see uh Rather, oh yeah, and you speak and read every language too. Okay, yep. this actually is perfect. You see that on either side of the door, there are runes carved into the stone. You recognize this as like the deep speech of mm. like the old ones. And knowing that language is extremely rare. Pays to be a little 20. You just see that it says, uh, there's a switch in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and you go over to one corner and see that there's like a little panel on the wall that's been pretty well hidden, but over time, it's kind of got some dirt in around it, but obviously none of these bugbears could get in there to search. Right at cat level. Yeah, perfectly at cat level. Uh, and when you <laughs> paw at it, it kind of pops in and opens up, uh, and there's a little switch in there. I'm letting you inside now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and you see that uh, after he presses something. the switch, the uh, the door, the little the padlock on the door unlocks itself and falls out of the door, and the door swings open. I step out of the way in motion for <laughs> to, to go, go first. <laughs> I do. Okay, so all we have to do is get the sword. Yep, and get out of there. All right, so I walk over and I put my hand on my sword and I pull out the thingy. Oh yeah, yeah. You have the return. I close the, the door. Stone. You close the door behind you. Yeah. And I say, "Let's get out of here, guys." As you grab the sword, I'm gonna need you to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You've been port keyed. Oh well, that's 19. Uh, okay. Uh, you hear a voice in your head say, "Don't squeeze me too hard." <laughs> oh, is it you? Me, me, who? That guy's sword. From that one time. Nope, I don't. Uh, that's not me at all. Sword. Can you be my sword? Um, I, I, I can. I guess I don't know. You, you don't seem like we'd be very compatible with each other. Oh, you don't know that yet. We've only just met. Well, let's get out of here first, and then we can talk about it. Also, can all of us hear whiskers this sword? and, <laughs> and Chirp is now talking to the sword. You don't hear anything else. <laughs> Does she usually talk to her weapons? Bird person, is that sword alive? Bird person? She used to be a bird. <laughs> the sword is and in fact alive, and it is mine. 
Why? She has always been greedy. Okay, let's go home. I want my bonus. I want my salmon. <laughs> so we put our hands on, and I say, Uh You guys instantaneously appear back in the beholder's eye in the interrogation room. Fun. You guys make it back. You've got the item, uh, and January's actually sitting there doing some paperwork, and he kind of looks up as you, you pop in, and he says, Oh, good, you got it. Perfect. Uh, Trip, I'm going to need to take that from you. We're going to have Gerald check it over for curses, anything. What? Oh, wait a minute. Did you? Did anything weird happen when you took that? Yes, it's mine. Ooh, uh-oh. Okay, why don't you come with me down to Gerald's? Uh, oh, okay. You two, though, uh, you see Whiskers and Swifty that there's a table now set up in the back of the room and there's just like a banquet laid out on it of anything Ooh, that yes. you possibly but can I have some st- I'm hungry I want to eat um, too well you're you're probably it's gonna it's all gonna be uh, cold by the time I get back you're probably gonna want an empty stomach for what's about Aww. to happen but that's okay come with me church we'll get you some crackers afterwards oh what did I do this time <laughs> That's a wrap, people.